Hello. Welcome to Mind and Movement, the podcast, where we discuss mindful movement through dance and through life. Today, I have a conversation with my friend and teammate, KJ Estudio. He is somebody who is currently practicing chiropractic care and learning how to treat dancers through his studies. We go into the differences between chiro and physical therapy, the importance of working on tuning your body as well as working on your artist mindset, and how mental health ties into physical health. At the age of nine, KJ started dancing for the Golden State Warriors Junior Jam Squad where his dance career began. After dancing for the squad for five years, he was signed by Block Talent Agency in LA along with his twin sister, Caitlin. From there, he started assisting dance conventions like the Poles on Tour for choreographers Brian Fredman, Dave Scott, Tice Diorio, Chris Droid, Nappy Tabs, and Marty Kudelka. KJ was also featured dancing in the fashion show Macy's Passport for three years under the direction of Brian Fredman. During the Macy Passport shows, he danced alongside the Jabberwockies, the Harajuku Girls, and Brian Fredman. He was recently part of the show Beyond Babel under the direction of Keone and Mari as an ensemble dancer. KJ was a part of Choreo Cookies from 2017 to 2019 in San Diego, and was also a part of the company from 2010 to 2017. He is currently a full-time chiropractic student and aspires to be a chiropractor to give back to dancers and promote injury prevention and rehabilitation. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy this conversation and let's get right into it. Okay, hello. Welcome to Mind and Movement, the podcast. Today we have KJ Studio. Thank you so much for being here and agreeing to this podcast. I like really appreciate it. First of all, how are you doing today? I'm I'm doing I'm doing well. I, it's been a long week, but uh, I'm alive and breathing, and I can't complain. So I'm good right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good mindset. Tell yeah. us about your story and tell us about your background. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, my name is KJ. It stands for Kenneth Jordan. I am born and raised in the Bay Area. I grew up here most of my life. Um, currently, I am a graduate student. I'm a chiropractic student in the Bay Area, and I will be graduating next December, uh, next year, and hopefully mm-hmm. will be practicing um, to be determined, but hopefully San Diego. I am, I mean, I'm a lot of different things, but I mean, one, I, I am a dancer, but I think mm-hmm. most importantly, I've done things in general that have been a lot of my passions that are coming together. So one of them being a dancer, one of them being like an athlete, one of them being a future clinician, uh, you can call it personal training, whatever that may be. And then also just like more of like giving life advice slash mentoring to students. Mm-hmm. That's been something that's been focused on uh, recently in my life. I'm currently, I'm 28 years old. I've been dancing since I was nine. Wow. I started dancing for the Golden State Warriors um, at nine years old, wow. uh, part of a group called the Junior Jam Squad for five years. I started doing dance conventions. I was signed um, by Block Talent Agency in LA when I was 13. So I did a lot of industry work for years in middle school, high school, even college. Uh, in junior year of, oh, no, sophomore year of high school, I joined the group APT, which mm-hmm. is a junior competition team. 
And then a uh, senior in high school, I joined the company. I was on the company for about seven years from mm-hmm. 2010 to 2017. Moved to San Diego. I joined uh, Grown Ups. Hey. Uh, that's where we met. Yes. And then <laughs> very soon after, I joined Coil Cookies, mm-hmm. end of 2017. And then towards 2018, I was also part of Beyond Babel. Hey. And the first, the first season and second season. And then I moved back to the Bay and now I'm in grad school. Oh, also I do teach dance. I've been yeah. teaching. You actually take a lot of my classes. I, I, I teach, I've been teaching. Um, I would say a lot starting like 2015, 2016. So for the past, like six or seven, five or six years, I've been teaching a lot. And I still teach to this day, three classes a week. Wild. That's such an extensive dance background. I didn't even know that. Damn. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's like the gist of it. I, I, I always give like my quick summary and bio, but that's, that's basically where I'm at now. Yeah. So, okay. So you listed many different passions. Sure. Let's break that down a little bit. Sure. So let's start with your work with grad school and how sure. that's tied into dance. Perfect. So I'll actually preface that the reason why I chose chiropractic care as a profession was because of Beyond Babel. And so when we were on Beyond Babel as dancers, we were able to be seen by two chiropractors, uh, Dr. Ben DeLuca and Dr. Don Mole, who are my mentors. They are the ones that treated us every week to go over any like ailments, any soreness, any soft tissue work. And I never really thought of chiropractic care as a profession until I started seeing them. And also too, with all this like dancing background, I also got a bachelor's degree from UC Berkeley. So I was a pre-med pre-health student. So I had that background with me. I just didn't know when to go back to graduate school, if I should, because I was working full-time, different jobs. Anyways, uh, when I started being treated by two chiropractors, I really, I realized that, oh my gosh, I can do this for dancers. Like I've danced at such a high level, but why can't I just do this and help other dancers too? Because when a future athlete and a dancer comes to me, I could be like, oh, I know what it's like when you're on that stage. I know what it's like to prepare for that competition. I know what it feels like to have that anxiety and stress when you're trying to make a team. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I can help bridge that gap as a clinician and then also as like a professional dancer. So after I was treated by them, I was started to shadow every week, uh, Dr. Don and Dr. Ben, and just watch them treat different people, different dancers, even treat our own cast. Like I was able to treat my cast members as I was dancing in Beyond Babel. That's cool. Then I made the choice. Okay. I'm going to apply to chiropractic school. I got in within that month. And then I just made the decision to go back to the Bay uh, to go to school. So that's where the kind of the tie-in of like why I chose chiropractic care. I, um, I also worked at a physical therapy clinic as a PT aide for a year. That's mm-hmm. actually when I moved to San Diego. And I was, I was considering PT. I, I had such a great experience at the physical therapy clinic. I, I wanted to become a physical therapist. I just felt that being treated by like Dr. Don and Ben as Kairos, I kind of saw, okay, I can do this. And it was more of a direct link to me and the dancing and the, the dance show that I felt like, okay, I'm going to make this choice. And there are differences. Um, I'm not going to speak upon the PT side of it, but I do feel like they're both there to help people in general with any musculoskeletal neurological issues. So that's where I'm at right now. (laughs) I think like as somebody who has no background in this whatsoever, can you talk about a little bit about like the differences between like PT and then like Cairo? 
I can do my best. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not like a licensed chiropractor and I'm also not a licensed doctor of physical therapy yet. yet, but with physical therapy, or I'll talk about the chiropractic care with chiropractic care. The focus is on musculoskeletal and musculoskeletal issues, meaning anything with the muscle skeleton, like anything, pretty much your body. But a lot of the misconception is, oh, they only treat necks and back. But if you say musculoskeletal, that's pretty much your whole body. So it can be your extremities. It can be Mm -hmm. your arm, your wrist, your elbow. It could be your knee, your ankle, your hips. And it all has to, it's pretty much centralized to like the spinal cord, which is, you know, your spine. So Mm -hmm. they, how chiropractors typically treat those issues is through like, um, they, they call it spinal manipulations or adjustments. So you've seen like those YouTube videos are like those pops and those yeah. snaps. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do with just like moving joints. And whereas uh, with physical therapy, they, they're heavily focused on like the rehab and movement. So having like rehab programs, like say, for example, and this, this is not just exclusive. Let's say you got into like a car accident and you injured your neck and you need to strengthen some like neck muscles and kind of get more ranges of motion we'll give you like a home exercise program to work on those exercises. And then we'll also treat you with soft tissue work. And a lot of it has to do like, there's, there's a lot of uh, overlap. Kairos can do soft tissue work. PTs can do soft tissue work. When I say soft tissue work, it's meaning like moving muscles, using different tools, using cupping techniques, using different uh, modalities. There, there is layover and crossover. Um, and I think that's why I'm so interested in like the human body and treating the human body. So hopefully that's like a quick, like breakdown of it. There's different, there's different avenues. I don't want to get too much into it, but at least like if someone were to ask, like, what's the difference? Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like I'm not exactly sold on like chiropractic care because like, I've never seen a chiropractor. So like, you know, like why, why is that important as like a dancer? Cause I understand like needing movement, right. Sure. But then like the alignment part of it, like, is yeah. not something that I'm getting. Yeah. yeah. And then that, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. I think the most important thing is that uh, whether you're like a dancer or you're an athlete that's doing different sport. And again, dance is hundred percent a sport. Yes. Dancers are hundred percent athletes. And we'll, we'll talk about that. I think it's more of just letting the person, their patient know like what they're aware of, of their body and what they need. And you don't have to go for like an injury. Some people come for like just maintenance. Like I just want to get some more ranges of motion. I want to get more movement. So maybe you'll need an adjustment. Maybe you need some soft tissue work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that aligns well with dancers because I mean, you've danced, you've been on a collegiate team. Like you've danced outside on the pavement and out, like for hours on end. And like, is that really the healthiest thing for a dancer? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Or same thing of like rehearsals being like hours on end. Like we're expected to dance a certain way, but we've never, some dancers never focus on strength training. Some like, and I'm not saying everyone has to lift weights, but there is, when you do strength train and when you do like movement and rehab, there's benefits of like being able to have a higher demand with dance. We can't like just rely on dance being just your training because that you're going to be missing out on like your mobility, your flexibility, your strength training. That's why I've been focusing on like training to dance and not dancing to train. And going back to like, we can break that down too. Yes. Going let's, wait, to like, let's, let's take a yeah. pause and break that sure. down. Yes. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to coin this. Like I got this term. I'm going to and I'm going to give props to like whoever I got yeah. this from because mm-hmm. I have a ton of mentors that have guided me through this process. 
I got this from uh, Dr. Robert Sai. He's mm-hmm. actually a physical therapist. Um, and he has a, um, I believe he has, a, I, I don't want to misspeak, but he has a clinic that's focused on like dance prehab. Uh, and basically he said this on a, like a seminar that I was watching. We need to focus on training to dance and not dancing to train. Mm-hmm. And what that means is you can do things for your body. You can do things for your conditioning, like training, and it doesn't have to be specific to just dancing so that you can dance more. You can increase your load. You can land on your single leg and balance compared to, oh, my dancing is enough for me to train and stay healthy. Like my, me taking my choreography class at a certain studio is going to make my hip mobility better and stronger. Like you can't, there's so much missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard that, that's why like right now I run a eight week course called focusing on the artist athlete, where we define like you as a dancer, as a person define what artist athlete means for you. Mm-hmm. And then we go through eight weeks of strength training. We go through agility, we go through speed ladder, we go through different like dynamic warmups, and then we'll also incorporate freestyles, we'll incorporate choreography. And when my when I introduce different choreography, I'll be like, oh, when we land on that single leg, that's like us going through the agility ladder. Or when we go from high to low, that's like a dynamic when we catch ourselves and then land like on both legs. And there's so much overlap in that. I don't, I think there's more people talking about it and I'll totally shout them out of like, who's been doing this for our community and just for dancers in general. And that's why I'm so passionate because like I have the professional dancing experience. I am now getting the clinical experience, but I'm also learning from like my own personal trainer on like training and strength and conditioning. So it's like mm-hmm. all coming hand in hand. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah that's a lot. Um, I feel well, like- prior at least like for me like prior like 2020 it was very much like I'm just gonna dance to train and I feel like the the shift of like training to dance has been like happening recently um which is great and I guess like this is kind of a tangent but like not really um like when you teach your normal classes at like um on one studios like is that something that you're like trying to incorporate as well totally i mean and like for example um like you take in my class uh i always start off with a cardio Mm warm-up and people are like wow that's so intense that's so much but it's like you have to like prime the body Mm. to be ready to dance like and i never do in my classes i'm never doing like a static stretch it's shown that if you're going to be dancing and moving moving static stretches is not going to be as beneficial for you. You need to dynamic, dynamically move through these movements, hamstring stretch, quad stretch, walk through it, going back and forth. That's, that's more of a level of preparedness when you do take these classes. Mm-hmm. If people are doing it, is it wrong? No, it's not wrong. It's like how they run their classes. So that's why for me, when I do my cardio warm up, I'm making sure the body's primed. I'll do some like lateral movements, sometimes some footwork. And then when I teach my choreo, some of it may overlap, some of it may not, but at least the body's warm and ready to move. So now that I've been in this Cairo program, and even more specifically with my course, mm-hmm. I really have time to go over uh, cardio warm up, dynamic stretching, working on speed agility quickness, and then going circuit training, and then going into like choreography and dancing. 
That is a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I feel like because you also kind of mentioned it, um, how does this athlete part of it tie into the artist part of it together? Yeah. And I, um, again, I'm going to keep shouting out people because like, I don't want to coin these things. Like I I first heard the term artist athlete. um, I want to say from Keonine Mari, which Mm -hmm. are mentors of mine. And I've also heard it from my personal trainer, Carl Flores. He was, he was coining artist athlete. And I think the great thing about that term is artist, artist dash athlete. You can, you don't have to be just an artist. You don't have to be just an athlete. You can be both at the same time. Mm -hmm. Artist does not have to mean dancer. Artist can be videographer, cinematographer, singer. It can be anything you want to define it. It can be a writer. And the athlete part of it is more like encompassing that, giving everyone the empowerment that you, anyone can be an athlete. It's just a matter of believing that and, and not just trained to be that, but just owning that. So that's why I've been saying artist athlete, because I am an artist, I am an athlete, and I'm also both. And that's why with this course, I've been able to mix that. I've been able to emphasize that the things that we're doing in this class, this is not just for you to be stronger and healthier. This is for you to take on like outside, like into your, your own life, like your mm-hmm. own profession, your own passion, your own arts, because everyone has it. It's just a matter of like what you want to do with it. And I think that has been so empowering for people and like encouraging instead of saying, well, I'm just an artist and I can't like exercise or I can exercise, but I'm not an artist. Like you can be both like, and it's okay to be both. Like, I think that's important to recognize as well. Mm-hmm. And then how does, I guess, like, how does being a good artist influence an athlete? And then how oh. does a good athlete influence being a good artist? That's a good question. It's definitely what I see, what I see it as, and again, I'm talking from personal, uh, my personal opinion, mm-hmm. it's a very symbiotic relationship. How you train into your creative arts, let's say the art aspect of it, is also like the level of effort that you would probably expect when you train your body as an athlete, vice versa. How you train your body and take care of your body is the same how you can creatively create as an artist. You have to make sure that you are utilizing both and like those that overlap like that discipline like six for, for art for me personally i'll go into the studio at my apartment and i'll train like in dancing and i'll let that i'll let that be my artistic outlet but i can't do that if i'm not training like let's say as an athlete like taking care of my body getting enough sleep hydrating uh checking on my mental health mm-hmm. these are all things that relate to each other and it's a matter of like recognizing when to apply both and when you, and you can obviously apply both. And when, when you can balance, like putting my energy here, putting my energy there so that when you have that together, you can really put the best content, the best, the best version of yourself, like out into the world. At least that's how I see it. Mm. I feel like for me, like it's a lot more clear for like the athlete part of it, right? Like a, how to work on that, which is like, you know, improving my, my physical health, like nutrition, working out, so on and so forth. Um, but I feel like, what does it mean to work as like, to work on your artistry? Like, is it just like creating more or like, you know, like, what is that? I mean, I lately, what I've been thinking about, like with just for me, let's say, I mean, dance, right. Mm-hmm. I think it's all aspects of my life, meaning it's the mood that I'm feeling. 
it's the the failures that I go through. It's through the stress of life. It's through the walks I take. It's through the bike rides. Like it's all aspects of me. And I take everything that I take in and that is truly who I am. So when I create, that's just me. And like, that is a special thing. Whereas before I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make this choreo and make it really sick. And I'm gonna hit this beat, but like, that's not genuine. And I, and I, I kind of slowly accept, I just more, I'm more of accepting of like, and I've been, I say this in my class, you're like, there's only one KJ. So I'm just gonna be the best version. Like no one else is gonna be, be me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so when I create, when I work on my artistry, I'm very, I'm trying to be as in tune and as like grounded as possible of like where I'm at. Like, yes, I am sad. Okay. If I create that way, that's, I'm, I'm saying what I couldn't say in my, what's in my head or I'm feeling really good. So I'm, I'm listening to this music and I'm feeling this way and this walk is really nice. So when I walk into the studio, I'm in this mood and I don't, I try not to like deny that, like, oh, you have to like forget everything you went through. You have to create this way. Cause like, that's not, I don't think that's genuine. Mm. I feel like to define art, is like an expression of yourself right like is that what you're saying 100 percent. and and it's and that's why that's why i'm so intrigued with art in general like Hmm. art how can you define it like art is it just is it's not good or bad it just is and what that is is what you want to make of it and if people were to like and yes there's like people that judge art that buy art that put in a museum that judge choreography like that you're obviously putting into a standard like okay it's a competition or it's like you're presenting a work but if you're just creating simply to create people will it doesn't matter if people enjoy it or not like there are always will be people that enjoy it and there will always be people that hate it so you might as well just make whatever you want to make and like accept that for what it is it's harder said than done yes but once you believe that like it frees up a lot of like that mental space and like that fear mm. So this is related, but not related. Um, There's this sports psychologist called Dr. Pippa Grange, but she like interviews like a trumpet player. I think I like mentioned this 500 times, but it's still like really mind blowing to me. Um, I'm going to share it with you because I feel like it kind of relates. But basically she asks this trumpet player, like who's making the music. And then she says, it's like me and me and the trumpet and like the music exists and it's just like passing through me so that I just have to like stay open to it. And I feel like to connect that to like the artist athlete kind of way, it's, I've been thinking about this and I just wanted to know like your thoughts, but it's like, do you feel like your body is almost like an instrument that you're like tuning and then like the dance like passes through you? (laughs) No, I, yep. When you said that, like, yeah. Uh, Oh man, sorry. That, that, that was like a light bulb moment. Cause I, I, when you say like tuning that, that is the, what that passion is for me is like, that's what brought me to healthcare in general and like mm-hmm. chiropractic care. And like, mm-hmm. we have the ability as a future clinician to help others tune their body, to feel a certain way, to pursue their passions, to live at the best versions that they can. And so when I'm, when I'm learning in school, when I'm working hands-on on people, when I'm training myself, like that, all of it has to do with like the tuning of me and the music, when I create, I think that's like the, the conversation I'm having with like the music. It's me and the music. All the work I put in, like the, the mental health, the physical health, that this is my vessel. That relationship I have with music and movement, that's the art. And like, I totally can agree with that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs>
I feel like something that you are also very passionate about in terms of health is like there's physical and mental. And I do feel like when people think of like athletes, they very much think of like the physical part of it. And so like, what is the importance of mental health from your perspective? Oh, that's like, that's something that I have to, I'm unpacking and learning. Um, and I, I really love your Instagram that you get to talk about these things. I, I, I've watched, I really, really appreciate it. Like I just watched the one that talked about anxiety. And oh, uh, like, I guess to be quite honest and like with you and whoever watches this, like I, I am a hundred percent believer in checking in with like your mental health. I saw, I went to therapy um, a couple months back mm-hmm. and I went for about like six, five or six months to deal with some anxiety and some depression and I felt it such a, um, how do I want to say this? Just a life-changing experience for me. And this was my second time going to therapy. I went like a couple years back and I, I, I learned a lot from it. I think it was more of like a, you know, first experience, like, oh, like I'm doing therapy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, like that fear and people have that. And then mm-hmm. the second time was like, no, I'm doing this for me. And I need, I recognize that there are professionals that can help me. I have the privilege to reach out to get that help. I'm going to get that help. Mm-hmm. And that helped a lot of me just learning about the things that I've been either experiencing or holding on to for years. And, and I'm, I always tell people I'm a work in progress. Like literally I'm, I won't get into details, but like today there's things that came out, like, you know, that I'm, I was like, okay, I need to work on this. And you can get into a, details. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm kidding. I'm you don't have to. <laughs> basically, it was just—it's just more of like a wake-up call. Like the things you experience, there will be failures, there will be successes, but it's a matter of like what you do with each moment. And mm-hmm. there are moments where I feel like my back's against the wall. But if I were, if I'm not constantly checking in with my mental health of like where am I and grounding myself, I can easily get lost into that that fear, that fear mindset. So what I'm trying to say is that when I went to therapy, mm-hmm. I've learned um, just better and healthier ways to ground myself, uh, focusing on like meditating, uh, daily journaling. Like I have to journal every day, whether it's like a paragraph or like an essay, uh, mm-hmm. going like praying, praying and whatever your religion may be like, just praying to God. Like I'm thankful. I'm so grateful. I'm alive and breathing. And like I told you like, first started, like I'm alive and breathing, you know, mm-hmm. and that has been such a beneficial yet powerful and empowering thing to focus on as I continue to learn a career, like get into a career, uh, be a better instructor, a leader for people. And I, and being more candid and open about it and honest about it. Cause I feel like everyone, like I started, I wrote, I started a blog and I just started writing code. And I've, I've talked about like, like, I honestly, I know I, I live, I coexist with anxiety. It's not, I don't cope with it. I coexist with it. Like it's always part of me. It's just a matter of what I can do with it to empower myself or to recognize it, let it pass over, or it's just simply who I am. And I, I felt like that's been the most healthy thing for me uh, this past year. I love that. I feel like I was literally right before this podcast, I was reading the book, um, Big Magic. And then she said, like, like you can't have creativity without fear because like fear is from the unknown. So then like they're like twins that are like conjoined and you basically kind of said the same thing. Like you can't ever just like escape anxiety, but do you feel like accepting that has made it like easier? Yeah, I, I think so. Like I, 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 and I would, I would, I've always, um, I'm a big fan of like writing things out. Like I've always written things out in general. Mm-hmm. And I was like reading old, like a journal entry. I just picked up a journal like 2013 
and I didn't go to therapy then, but I was like, I have anxiety. I was like, I am anxious. And I kept writing it like, I'm feeling anxious. And I'm like, okay, dude, you were anxious. Like you've been having anxiety for a long time. Like 2013 has been what, eight years. And I, I that, that's, that, that's when I was in college. Like I felt that way back in like high school. So I, it's always been part of me. And I think X, like externally, it's like, oh, you know, KJ's doing this and that and like all this. And like, it's like, it's not all like, it's not all rainbows. It's, there's, tri- there's trials and tribulations. I've been living with it. And the more I accepted it and like lived with it, the more I'm able to get through with the things I need to get through before. Sometimes it'd be like, like it would hold me back. I'd be so fearful. I can't, I wouldn't do anything. And like, that doesn't, that's not going to be productive if I'm trying to just be a better version of myself. Can I ask yeah. personally, like, what are you anxious about? Oh, I'm, <laughs> uh, some of it stems from like the success of like a career. Mm. Some of it, it's anxiousness of like my dancing, like anxious of like, is this like going back to like, is my choreography worthy enough? Like, mm. am I, should I still be dancing? Anxious about, uh, relationships like different relationships I've been part of like feeling a certain like I'm not worthy enough in a certain way and I think these are things that people deal with all the time it's just a matter of like either acknowledging it or moving on with it or everyone everyone deals with it differently Mm. right now if I were to give you like my personal like anxiousness these days a lot of it has to do with school like Mm. getting through certain classes and passing exams um I mean, starting in October, I'll be in the, I'll be treating students at my, at my school. So I'll be having a student that I can treat and like see on a weekly basis and do adjustments. And so that's kind of a big deal. So I'm, I'm, you know, in January, I'm going to be in the outpatient clinic treating people next December. I'll be graduated hopefully. And I'll be like practicing like as a chiropractor. So it's there. And I always say, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. I just Mm -hmm. need to take care of the steps before I get to that bridge, you know? Mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that <laughs> i'm just like asking because i'm genuinely curious sure, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like sometimes i'm like i feel like not everybody i used to be like i feel like no, nobody else experiences anxiety the way that i do no <laughs> yeah and i've also seen that like you got like honors something well that was last quarter but uh, okay, yeah but I, like I, I was on the de- yeah i was on the dean's list uh i don't know about this quarter but it's all good <laughs> <laughs> i've been working i've been working hard and I can, there's always room for improvement. And, um, I think I do share those kind of moments because let's say like I was, you know, Dean's list for a certain quarter and not this one. Okay. Well, at least that last quarter I was like, yeah. I, had, I, I'm on, I gotta be proud of myself too. Like I have yeah. to recognize on top of like, you know, I'm full-time in school. I've been teaching three, I teach three classes. I've been training people like either strength training, like personal one-on-one dance training, like one-on-one on top of maintaining my mental health, being there for my family, like, having a social life so I'm proud of that like is it different this time around you know maybe but that's life <laughs> yeah no yeah I just think it's interesting because I like from here I'm like oh KJ is like very accomplished so like yeah. he's probably like not experiencing anxiety you know what I'm saying not, no, no, it's uh, it's totally opposite I deal with it every day and that's okay <laughs> yeah okay and then I guess like your vision for how you're gonna bring all of these things together like you're you know you're like after you graduate I know you said this is like further down the road but I just want to like envision this for you like what is that what does that look like like dancing chiropractic care you know 
Oh, what? Oh my gosh. I, I think about that all the time. And I think what I envision is just having, this is like my, if you want to say like KJ's vision, like what I see, I can see myself um, having a clinic and a space that not only has um, chiropractic care and like tables to be treated on, I see a space that has a, a gym, uh, a workout rehab area. I also have a space that has like a studio. And I do believe that already exists. Like in San Diego, like for kinetic impact, that's a clinic that I, I would love to like work at. They have a gym, a training center, optimum training performance. They have all that. They got building block, Keone Mari's building block in the same space. And that is like the energy that I aspire to, to create one day for my, like, not just for myself, but to like to build my own space so I can provide all those different services to all different walks of life. You don't have to be an artist athlete. You don't have to be uh, a dancer. You don't have to be, you can be whatever you want to be. You can be a corporate worker. You can be a lawyer. You can be a, you can be a magician. Like it, it doesn't have to be limited. And that's what I envision. I envision a space where if I were to treat you as a chiropractor, I can also give you a rehab area where you can um, exercise and strength train. I can give the artist space to perform and to create and go over different rehab movements through that space. Like that is what I can see. And I don't, to be honest, I don't see a lot of, a lot of dancers that can do all three. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm not putting on that burden for myself, but that's, that's my drive. Like I had a God-given talent to dance and I, I don't take that for granted. I've been learning under my mentors, training me like how to do personal training and strength training. And I've had mentors like Kinetic Impact to train me to be like a better clinician and a chiropractor. So that's what I, I want to give that back to people. Hmm. I feel like dancers are kind of like in this like little bubble and like they kind of still need to like have their own space almost. Yeah. You know? So then I like envision like, a world where that's not just like exclusive to dancers totally yeah that seems interesting to me yeah and I, I think like what I'm talking about like it's ambitious but it's not impossible and I think dancers have to recognize too like they don't something I've been dealing with and we can uh, I mean yeah what I'm sharing is that I've always defined myself like oh KJ dancer like that's always been my title for the past 19 years since nine years old to 28 oh KJ he's a dancer but it's like, why do we have to bucket ourselves a dancer? KJ is a dancer. KJ is a future chiropractor. KJ is a son. KJ is a, like, KJ is a friend. Mm -hmm. Like he's a bro older brother. Like mm -hmm. we shouldn't like bucket ourselves. And dancers are so unique. Like we have, that's an art form. But like, like you, you have this podcast. Yeah. You've gone to school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you're just, you're just as accomplished. <laughs> like, and I think you have to recognize that too. Like you're able to balance not only taking class because I've seen you at Studio FX, balancing on a team, uh, balancing school, running a podcast, trying to figure out life. Like that's that's just as an accomplishment. Yeah, and thank you. Of course. And I think that's why dancers too, like if you're going to come into like my, uh, my future clinic, like you don't have to be just a dancer. You are who you are. You may have some ailments. You may have some injuries. You may just want some work on like whatever you need to work on. You have that space for you. You don't, you don't have to, if you're a dancer and you don't want to like learn choreo or do choreo, like in the clinic, you don't have to, but that space is available to you. Hmm. That's, uh, there's, there's a lot of thoughts in here. First of all, just to clarify, I'm like, I have not going to school yet, but I do have a job, um, like a daytime job and it's like yeah, you a do. research thing. Um, but anyways, yeah, you do. Um, yeah. Okay. Wait, I think so many things. 
Number one, I think like maybe our definitions of dancers used to be very limited too, right? Because it's like, if you dance, you're a choreographer, at least in our community, you're a choreographer or you dance choreography. And I feel like maybe that's also being redefined. Oh yeah. Um, So now that label of a dancer for you, like, what is, what is that? For me personally, or for like the term dancer? For yourself personally. I, well, lately, I think I've been able, or I've been trying to be better on unpacking everything that I've learned up until a certain point. And like, what does that mean to be a dancer? Like at a young, people at a young age will learn hip hop or they'll learn jazz or they'll learn like contemporary, but no one will actually take the time to like, understand like where those roots came from. Yeah, for sure. I think that's just as important. And even though I'm still dancing, I have to check myself, check my privilege to understand like, okay, if I'm teaching a certain style, I cannot say, oh, I'm teaching house choreography. No, this is a house inspired move that comes from this move. Or Mm -hmm. I'm teaching a popping class. Like I didn't train in like popping style, but this was inspired by that. If you want the source, go to this. And I think that that has been my focus like as a dancer, because I don't take that title like lightly. Like if I'm a dancer, like you better like come, come prepared or at least understand or give props to where the roots come from and Mm -hmm. that has been my focus now dancer also too you don't have to be like dancer dancer you move like (laughs) like it doesn't be at it doesn't be have to be so like structured but it's kind of I think always dependent on the person so for me I recognize me as a dancer because I'm a mover and I I love I love moving like that's always been part of my life I also take it um, a step further because I am also a instructor I'm a weekly instructor that mentors and teaches people. So I have to continually be a student of life and learn and learn as I learn these things, share with my students and educate them and empower them. And also recognize when I don't know something like, oh, I do not know, I will look that up or I will lead you to the person that knows that. Mm. So that that's my definition. Mm. Yes, you're gonna ask something. Yes, and then last thing before I like go into the rapid fire ones, um, instructor, like what is, I, I feel like you kind of went to this, but you, but like not specific, specific. Like what is your goal with your students when you teach? Oh, that's a good question. My goal always for every class that I teach is I want that student to feel empowered. I want them to know that the space that they come in and you can attest to it too. Like you've taken my class and you may or may not have felt that way, but <laughs> I want I want people to know when they come into my class, they are capable of doing what they want to do. And I never, ever want people to feel less than that meaning if you're coming into my class we're sharing an experience I everyone can teach choreo like anyone can teach choreo but who's actually teaching experiences like who's actually giving someone that energy and when I was in San Diego I learned from great great mentors Chris Martin Larkin Carlo Keone Jason Patio like these are people that you they, they teach they are mentors and directors that teach experiences like that is what I try to offer to every student that takes my class. Mm. A feeling of empowerment, a feeling of like community and like a feeling of like, just, I can do this. Mm-hmm. The medium just happens to be dance. Like we just happen to cross paths in our lives because you're taking my class. Mm-hmm. And since you took the time to be in my class, I'm going to give you hundred percent me. And I will hopefully you can, you can like give your best effort elsewhere past this class. Mm. So just to elaborate, cause I'm just really curious. What does it mean? to have like the KJ experience 
Oh, what? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it has to include like a very intense cardio warm up. <laughs> no, I, I just think, I, I do think it's like the energy, I, what I've gotten a lot of feedback to from like students, which I, it's weird. People are giving me feedback or like to the studio, like that are recognizing what I do in class. Maybe because I haven't taught in the Bay in such a long time, like I was gone for a bit, but it always has to really like kind of encompass like energy, like very high energy. Mm, I see like that. That energy from like, the start to finish, whether that's me teaching the piece up into like doing groups up into like talking about whatever I talk about at the end of class. Like that's the experience I give. Like if it's too much for you, fine. Like you don't have to show up again, but like if people, I think one thing I've recognized that any services or treatment people stick for the person, they don't necessarily stick for what mm. they're teaching or what they're learning. It's that feeling you felt when you walk into that clinic that doctor, uh, that teacher, that choreographer. And I, I can totally, I can see that in my past, like choreographers that I've looked up to and aspired to be. And it's crazy to say like, there's those, all those choreographers like, oh, I aspire to be, oh my gosh, you look in the mirror, like I'm at that point where I can provide that. Like I'm at this level where I can be that mentor for someone. Mm -hmm. And that's like a crazy thing to realize and recognize because like, this is where I'm at now. And now I, I can, be the choreographer and the instructor that I always aspire to be, but I'm, I am that now. Mm, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a light bulb moment for me. Cause I'm, cause I'm always like, I have to be out here doing things and people are like inspired by what I do and less about like who I am as a person. Anyways, last five questions, six questions. Okay. Um, rapid fire. So like the first thing you think of, okay, there's sure. probably like 500 things, but <sighs> Just curious, um, your favorite go-to meal, whether that's like you're indulging or like, you know, something you like to eat every day, up to you. Uh, chicken katsu uh, mini or regular from Illinois Barbecue. Oh my God, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> um, honestly, such a vibe. Okay, and then, okay, I like, cause something that comes up a lot is like dance outfits. Like, what do you wear when you dance? I'm just- oh. That, oh my go-to easy it's a it's either like a regular usually like a plain a plain shirt white or black it's been my nike shorts and then recently it's been like compression like three-quarter compression under it and then my go-to go-to shoe right now are rest in peace kobe or the kobe uh five chaos i that's my go-to you've seen in my videos like it's bright shoe mm. like yeah that's it that's sick um one small thing or ritual that you can't live without my cat, Sabbath. Your cat is so cute. She's somewhere around here. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, okay. And then a mantra that you live by. Oh, um, if I'm alive and breathing, life is good. Of course. Lastly, what is something that you had to unlearn or rethink the past year? I had to unlearn and unpack my personal mental health and how to deal with that in what way sorry oh in what ways of like just finding um finding healthier ways or just not yeah healthier ways to maintain uh mental health and to uh recognize when i do feel a certain way and like moving forward with that instead of making like debilitating and like holding me back mm. And then anything you want to plug, I'm probably posting this in June. So, you know, like plug something kind of late. 
Anything or just like an org, people, whatever you want sure. to plug. Well, uh, if you are, <laughs> um, if you're in the Bay Area uh, in the next couple of months and you need a chiropractic student to treat you, I will be at Palmer College of Chiropractic and the outpatient. And um, another plug is my younger brother, Zach, actually has a book on Amazon. This is my brother, Zach Estadio's book uh, right here. Oh it's my titled, God. Titled Best uh, Schleige, Best of Playbum, Tracks of Trash from an 18-year-old. You can actually go on Amazon right now. That is so cool. Order it. And he also signed it for me too. It has oh like a my- copyright page. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time. Thank I you. really, that was really great. Thank you so much. Two really big takeaways I got from this conversation is that we should be training to dance instead of dancing to train, and that people are there for you because of the experience, not because of the action that you provide. I also learned about Cairo and physical therapy and I think that's really cool because I never had an understanding of what exactly those two practices were. Thank you so much KJ for being on my podcast and providing some really valuable insights about the importance of taking care of our bodies and what it means to do that and tying it all in to mental health which is also super important. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you tune in next week.